This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. For the most part, video games, they're not meant to be realistic. The whole point is that we're escaping to a different reality or world to have epic experiences that are far removed from our own day-to-day grind. But there are developers that like to go above and beyond, presenting a realistic approach to their worlds. And sometimes we have to question when enough is enough when it comes to reality. So let's take a look at them today. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 times video game realism went too far. And bear in mind, this is just a bit of a jokey list. I know that all of these are for the sake of immersion, but just bear with me for the sake of entertainment. Number 10. Watching an entire movie. The Darkness. So The Darkness is a truly underrated title that puts you in the shoes of one man, Jackie Estacado, who is possessed by a powerful demonic force which allows him to wreck fools in a variety of very brutal ways. But aside from all of this mindless destruction, there's plenty of quiet moments throughout the game's surprisingly strong story. For example, at one point early on in the game, you can sit down on the couch with your girlfriend Jenny for a bit of Netflix and chill. She'll put on a movie, 1962's To Kill a Mockingbird, no less and you'll just sit there, watching it. Now at this point, most games would fade to black or find some other way of cutting the movie short, but not here. The Darkness actually plays the whole damn thing from start to finish, allowing you to sit there and watch it should you choose to do so. While this is a really neat touch that does give the game that added dash of realism, the vast majority of players obviously aren't going to sit there and watch this two-hour black-and-white movie on a teeny-tiny TV screen. And even if you do, there's no bonus interactions between Jackie and Jenny, and the story doesn't play out any differently, so it's basically a waste of time. Great movie, though. Number 9. Dynamic Beard Growth The Witcher 3 The Witcher 3 is a game that lets you play as a superhuman monster slayer in a mythic land full of elves, dwarves, werewolves, and other assorted creatures. It's a game that screams fantasy in every possible way. But curiously, developer CD Projekt Red decided to go down the realism route in one very particular way, and that is your character's facial hair. As the game progresses, Big G's beard will slowly grow over time, allowing you to decide how long you want it to be. If you like, you can shave it off, but if you want those glorious faces, 
spatial locks to flow, well, you can just leave them be. It's certainly an interesting mechanic, but since it doesn't have any noticeable impact on the game itself, it does feel a bit needless, like a step too far in terms of character customization. And it's not like you're changing outfits or weapon skins, this is a truly small detail, one that most players will barely even notice, or indeed, even care about. And look, speaking from personal experience here, maintaining a beard is a chore in the real world, so why on earth would you want to do it in a video game? Nobody wants to feel like an unshaven scruff when they boot up their console. That's what reality is for. Number 8. Lifelike Eyes The Last of Us Part 2 from the gunplay and climbing in Uncharted to the stealth and crafting of The Last of Us, Naughty Dog games certainly feel good to play. But generally speaking, gameplay takes a bit of a back seat when it comes to the discourse surrounding the studio's work, which is almost entirely dominated by two things, storytelling and graphics. And to give Naughty Dog a lot of credit, their devotion to creating realistic character models and movie-quality stories is truly admirable. But when you look at how far they're pushing visual fidelity in particular, you can't help but wonder if that effort would be better spent on making gameplay that becomes as lauded as the graphics rather than focusing on things that people just don't notice or have any real impact on the game. For example, look at the insane amount of work that went into making The Last of Us Part 2's eyes look as realistic as possible. These eyes respond to light sources accurately, they have screen space shadows for eyelashes and eyelids, and hell, Naughty Dog even beefed up their eyes to make their nocturnal animals look scarier. It's impressive stuff, but does the average gamer care? Not at all, because you barely see it. And no doubt these things look mind-blowing in still images, but when you're grappling a mushroom zombie and stabbing it in the head with a shiv, nobody's going to be worried if Ellie's eyes aren't accurately reflecting a nearby lamp. Number 7. Refueling Your Bike Days Gone In the post-apocalyptic, zombie-infested wasteland of Days Gone, Bikes are the new man's best friend. Seriously, everybody in this game loves a bit of two-wheeled action, to the extent that maintaining and upgrading protagonist Deacon's ride is one of the core components of the experience. You'll also have to refuel your bike's tank whenever it runs dry, which, on paper, may indeed sound like a really immersive game mechanic, but in practice, having to constantly worry about fuel consumption definitely detracts from the fun of exploring the open world, while also making you repeat the same mundane refueling task over and over again. Now, most games, being games, would give the bike unlimited fuel so that the players can just drive around and let loose. But Days Gone does not do that. You can't speed around like a madman, smashing into zombies and zooming up steep ramps, because your tank runs out of juice far too quickly to do that. And as a result, you'll regularly have to put the game on hold while you hunt down a fuel canister or travel to a camp for a refill. This constant stopping and starting badly hurts the pacing of an already plodding story, forcing you to take your time and drive slowly and carefully, which sounds as fun as it is, aka not. Number 6. Malaria Pills Far Cry 2 To put it mildly, the modern Far Cry games aren't really concerned with realism. They're ridiculous and over-the-top like a playable 80s action movie, but back in those earlier entries in the series, the experience was designed to be a bit more grounded. Well, outside of the original Far Cry expansion for the Xbox, which had you getting all animal powers. Look, I'm talking about Far Cry 2. Far Cry 2 is the one that took things seriously. From its jamming guns to the way that its map works, or indeed didn't, this game had a lot of realistic mechanics, but arguably the most annoying one is the fact 
fact that you have to constantly take pills so that you don't die of an awful disease. Fun! Early in the game, your character is infected with malaria, which causes the screen to pulse with a sickly, yellowish tint. From this point on, you'll suffer a malaria attack every so often, which not only brings back that sickly yellow tint, but it prevents you from sprinting or jumping and forces you to pop some pills in order to return to normal. It goes without saying that this was pretty annoying to have to deal with on a regular basis, and while Far Cry 2 is a very strong game overall, it's no surprise that the sequels opted for a much more forgiving gameplay loop. Number 5. Weapon Durability The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was met with near-universal acclaim upon its March 2017 release, but one particular element of its gameplay was not completely beloved, and that was its weapon durability. The weapons in Breath of the Wild, swords, clubs, axes and the like, each have a certain amount of hits that they can take before becoming badly damaged, and if you continue to use them after this point, they'll soon break apart. It's obviously not true to life realism, I mean, swords don't just shatter when you use them, but it's definitely trying to be more realistic than the vast majority of games, which let you hack and slash infinitely without your weapons suffering a single scratch. And to be frank, there is a reason why all of those other games do that thing, because weapon durability is not an enjoyable mechanic. There are those that will say that this encourages players to try new weapons and that it increases immersion, but these are, if we're being honest, pretty weak arguments. If the range of weapons in Breath of the Wild was interesting enough to begin with, players would actually want to experiment naturally without being forced to do so just because their sword broke in half. Number 4. Encumbrance Skyrim Like The Witcher 3, Skyrim is clearly set in a make-believe fantasy land full of magic and wonder, but just like CD Projekt Red, Bethesda opted to incorporate some realism in one very particular area, only in this case it has a much more negative impact on the gameplay experience. You see, in Skyrim, the many items that you can pick up each weigh a certain amount, a statistic that you can view within your inventory. At first, that statistic isn't really important to keep track of, but as you progress, you'll start gathering more and more stuff, and you'll likely end up becoming encumbered, which means that you've exceeded the maximum weight limit that your character can hold. And while encumbered, you won't be able to run, you won't be able to use carriages, and you won't be able to fast travel. You're essentially grounded to a snail's pace until you lose some of that weight, which is incredibly frustrating for players who like to hoard lots of items without being forced to abandon any of them. And if you're there sitting looking at your screen saying, oh come on Jules, it's part of the gameplay, everyone knows what they're signing up for, well, just take a look at some of the mods that you can get for the PC version which remove this feature, some of which have over 450,000 total downloads, and you tell me that players wanted this feature. No. Number 3. Manual Blinking – Alone in the Dark 2008's Alone in the Dark is a frustrating game to play through, because for every solid idea that it has, it has a terrible one right around the bloody corner. On the positive side, there's an item combination system which allows you to mix different objects together to create more powerful weapons and items. For example, a glass bottle and some sticky tape will get you an adhesive molotov. Noish. But on the negative side, there's manual blinking. What? At the start of the game, a prompt will instruct you to blink to clear your vision, leading to a sequence where you have to repeatedly hit the blink button so that you can see what the hell is going on around you. Then later on, you have to blink again to clear blood and toxins out of your eyes, depending on which enemies are attacking you. Now, while blinking to combat enemy attacks isn't all that annoying, the initial blinking sequence is an absolute drag to play through. For one thing, it goes on for far too long, but more importantly, manual blinking is not a compelling mechanic in 
the slightest. It's basically a dull QTE that you have to do over and over and over again. The devs clearly intended this to increase the immersion and realism, but since Alone in the Dark is otherwise a pretty bog-standard and underwhelming horror game, its manual blinking feature just comes off as a cheap gimmick. Number 2. Balls and Chores Red Dead Redemption 2 When it comes to realism in video games, Red Dead Redemption 2 utterly takes the cake. In fact, it does so to such an extent that it's got you rooting through virtual cupboards, measuring ingredients, and patiently waiting for the bloody thing to rise. As a result, you can often find yourself questioning why the hell did Rockstar go this far in these many niche places? For example, did you know that your horse's testicles grow and contract depending on the climate that you're in? Well, why would you? Because how is that pertinent to gameplay? And it's not the only thing that's utterly bollocks thanks to it being painfully real, as the Camp chores such as carrying sacks of grain and chopping wood are arduous and dull. Oh, but it's immersive, cries some aspects of the fan base. And yes, it is, I guess, but so is being held underwater and drowning, which is something I can't recommend to anyone. Beyond this, you've got the looting mechanic as well, which has your characters bend down, search through the pockets, and then gather the meager supplies from your opponents. And that's fine, but when you add on top of it, rooting through actual cupboards for items and maybe finding a tin of peaches, it doesn't actually feel Feel like you're looting in a way that feels rewarding. In fact, the only thing it does is make you painfully aware that all of your searching has resulted, as I've said before, a tin of bloody peaches. And number one, hiking in real time. Shenmue 2. In most games, moving between locations is a relatively speedy process that the developers can handle in a number of ways, whether it's through a loading screen, a cutscene, or indeed a fast travel system. But Shenmue 2, on the other hand, decided not to bother with any of that time-saving efficiency towards the end of its story. Because later on in the game, you're told to travel to a village where your father's killer is thought to be hiding. And at this point, you'd expect the game to fade to black and cut directly to said village or even play a quick cutscene that shows you traveling there. But instead, Shenmue 2 forces you to hike there in real time, a journey that takes around two hours to complete. There are, of course, small things to do along the way, like extremely exciting tasks such as collecting firewood, but for the most part, you're just walking through the wilderness, and needless to say, it is a dull affair. Hiking is beneficial in real life because you're getting some actual fresh air and exercise, but all you're getting here are the underwhelming Dreamcast-level tree graphics and boring dialogue for two hours. Thanks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.